Welcome to The Crystal Pain Show, where we help you embrace your life right where you are and give you practical steps to get where you want to go. Whether you are in your car, folding laundry, cooking, cleaning, or maybe even just enjoying a cup of coffee and a few minutes of quiet, we're so glad you're joining us today. Here's your host, wife, mom of six kids, foster mom, entrepreneur, and author, Crystal Payne. Welcome to another episode of The Crystal Payne Show. Today's episode is a special episode because we have two guests in studio who have been on the podcast multiple times, but it's been quite a long while. They've come back for another appearance because they're going to be sharing about a recent event. Catherine and Caitlin, my two oldest daughters, Catherine is 18, Caitlin is 15. They just recently got back from a trip to Europe and they are going to tell you all about it. And I am excited because I feel like we haven't gotten to sit down and really unpack and debrief a lot of the parts of the trip. We've talked a lot about it, but there's still so much to talk about. And so I feel like I'm probably going to learn a lot of new things on this episode today. First off, would you guys share why you went on this trip? A lot of people ask, who did you go with and why did you go? So my school does this thing called Week Without Walls. And what we do for a week is we go to somewhere outside of school, sometimes in school, but we don't do our regular classes. Instead, we go out to sometimes different countries, different organizations we work with, and we do volunteer work. Sometimes we learn about different cultures with, there's like an Asian cultures trip. Sometimes we learn about different skills, like there's uh, knitting, um, what what are some other, cooking, yeah. Um, photography. Yeah. Photography. One time there was like a criminal justice. Uh, it was like a detective. Oh, that's right. It I was, remember. Yeah, it was really cool. Um, and the teachers lead these. Yeah. So every year it's a little bit different depending upon what the teachers decide to lead and do. And the younger grades don't get a choice. But And then once you get to eighth grade, you take a trip to D.C. Mm-hmm. And then after you're in high school, then you get to choose and there were two international trips this year, correct? Uh, three. Oh, three. Yeah. Okay. And you all chose London. I think immediately there wasn't anyone you saw the list of the trips, the possible trips or just opportunities. Wasn't it both of you were like, we want to do the London trip? Well, honestly, at first I was thinking about Brazil because I thought that would be a really cool opportunity. And the things that I saw that they were doing on that trip were really interesting. But then um, the group that was going on London and Amsterdam, they were some of my closest friends. <clears throat> Don't get all choked up. About Sorry. It. <laughs> um, but it was it was really cool. And the stuff that we did there, we went around and we saw a bunch of the really famous historical sites. Westminster Abbey. We got to see Big Ben. That was really cool. Um we got to take a bike tour. Uh, it was kind of embarrassing the people seeing us on the bikes riding around, but it was really fun and it was rainy, but we all had a really good time. Did you see other people on bikes? Like, I wonder if bike tours, if that's a thing, you know, like when you, when some places that we've gone to, you'll see all these bike tours happening. Uh, yeah. Wait, what did the lady say as we passed her? 
She's like, oh, that's so embarrassing being on a bike tour. I would never want to be seen on that. I was, oh, yeah. We were passing by a big group of people and somebody was like, give me on a bike tour. That's so embarrassing. <laughs> so, Caitlin, for you, London, immediately from the get-go, you wanted to go to London or took some convincing? I really wanted to go because I've always wanted to go to London because we were supposed to go a few years back, but we didn't end up going. And a lot of my friends were really wanting to go. So I thought it would be really fun because you don't want to go on a trip where you don't know people because people really make the trip fun. Yeah. Uh, Well, it depends (laughs) on your personality type, probably. I think for some people, a trip where you didn't know anybody, this is just an opportunity to, I don't know. I was thinking of my mom. She'd probably be like, all these new people that we would get to talk to. Yeah, but it's it's still the people. Yes, I agree. I would be the same way. So when you got there, um, the flights there, everything was pretty uneventful. But when you got there the first few days, you were in London and then you were supposed to take a train to Amsterdam. But let's talk about the first few days in London. You went on the bike tour. You saw Big Ben. um, You saw what else? Tell us, Caitlin, what were a few things that were highlights for you? Um, I really enjoyed going on the bike tour. I thought that was fun. Um, And it was four hours, right? Yeah, it was long. And it started raining, like pouring rain towards the end of it. So it was a little scary. And the roads in London are kind of confusing, especially whenever you're obviously not from there. And you have to look the other way when you're crossing the road. But the roads have signs on them that say look right or like look left. Oh, that was so helpful. Which was really helpful. Because, because they just, drive on the, diff- yeah, on the opposite so road. Flipped. And the drivers, the people there don't really yield for you if you're a pedestrian. They just don't slow down. If you're like in the middle of the intersection, so that was a little scary. (laughs) The bike tour was probably one of the highlights for me. So the roads actually say look right or look left, yeah, because they know that there's a lot of people probably, probably, but like tourists who wouldn't be used to that. That's interesting. So you went on the bike tour. Did you see? Was that when you saw Big Ben? We We saw Big Ben like. Three times. Okay. You were pretty, you were just in that area a lot. And then you saw Westminster Abbey. We saw Westminster Abbey. We saw Westminster Abbey on, was that the, I think that was the day that we were supposed to take the train to Amsterdam, but we didn't. Yeah. So we we had extra time. So we went to Westminster Abbey because we haven't been able to do that. And you saw Buckingham Palace. Yes. We saw that on our bike tour. I know you went to the theater. (gasps) Yes. The theater. We went and saw Newsies the first night and that was a very big it seemed like a really big production there were a lot of people there the production value was really really good and the choreography and everything was really cool so i enjoyed that and then we saw the mousetrap a few days later and that one i liked that one a lot i think i liked it more the newsies just because it wasn't a musical and i don't really like musicals was the mousetrap the one that it was an outdoor theater? No, we didn't do any outdoor theater. No, what was no, the we, one? We did. We went to Shakespeare Theater, the the Globe. Oh, the Globe. Yeah, yeah, we went to see the Globe, but we didn't see an actual play. Okay, I just saw the pictures of it was an outdoor theater, and I just thought that was very interesting because it looked, it looked so like what you would picture in the movies or something, but it was an actual working yeah, theater. Yeah. Well, it's because it was a, the Globe Theater was the first theater in England, and that oh. was the one that Shakespeare used to, like do his plays at. And so there's a lot of his history behind that. And they remade it because it burned down in the great like London fire thing. Oh, and so it's exactly like it was. Mm-hmm. And now do they have 
Is it yeah. plays? Yeah, they Is that yeah. they do? Are they call plays? We were there, there, they were rehearsing the Tempest. So you just went to visit it. You didn't watch a yeah. We play just went there. to the all of. It was like a kind of like a museum. Well, they were doing a rehearsal. Uh, they still do productions. Yeah, they there. still do. They were doing a rehearsal. Uh, we took a tour, and so we got to see some of the play as we took the tour. She stopped for a moment and let us sit down and watch it, and it was really cool because it was very simple. They didn't have all the lights. They didn't have all the different props. It was very basic. They use what they're saying to paint a picture. That was really cool. So it's more just talking. Mm-hmm. I assume they would be doing it in actual time specific. Like that would be that period of time. That's how they did those plays. Like they were doing him them historically accurate. So I mean, besides the rotten fruit and oranges being thrown at the people who were doing the production. It was pretty accurate. And um, apparently a lot went on in the, what was it called? The, the area like underneath the pit. A lot went on, a lot of gross stuff. <laughs> back back in the day yeah, or something? Uh, okay, back in the day, not, okay. not today. Okay, interesting. So what was the food like? In London, it was good. What were some of your? You didn't. Catherine's shaking her head. I mean, I mean, it was the places we went were really good, but I just mm. think we that, went to Nando's too many times. Yeah, what is Nando's? <laughs> if they have like chicken and stuff, all the guys. Is it a were, fast food place? No, no. Didn't you go to a tea or something? You went and had tea one day. Yes, we had tea. It was so. British. I don't know. It was uh, it was really good. I don't know if that's did they call it high tea or did they I have, have a, no idea? You just went. It was a restaurant that served. It was an afternoon afternoon mm-hmm. tea. They had they gave us all tea and we had they gave us sugar and milk and stuff to put in our tea. It was really good. Did and they, we had biscuits. Did they have different kinds of tea? No, just one kind. Yeah, yeah. And biscuits were scones. Uh, yes, I guess. Did they taste just like biscuits? Is that what it was? Yeah. I was just wondering because... I did not try them. Isn't it... Don't they call cookies biscuits or something? And then... I think so. Yeah. I, was I don't thinking, know. They call fries chips. Yes. Like and then they chips. call chips crisps. crisps. Oh, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. So you had tea there. You went and saw all these different things. Was there anything else that you did there in London that was just a real highlight for you. We went to a soccer game or a football game. <laughs> soccer, you mean they call it because they call it football, right? Mm-hmm. So what was that like? It wasn't very chaotic. I was expecting it to be pretty chaotic and exciting, but it we couldn't afford to get the tickets that were... We were in the family section. Yeah, we were in so the family So it was a little section. more mellow. So it was very mellow and there wasn't a lot going on. When I saw the pictures, it didn't look like there were that many people there. Was yeah, that? It was really cold. It was cold. It was just freezing. freezing. That yeah. was the night that it was super cold. And we're just sitting down. The food at the game was really good, though. And it wasn't like a super... Was it Was it a big game? No. It wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't a, big a big game. game. Speaking of the cold, so it was very cold. It was. The whole time. And I heard from different followers who lived there, they were saying that that was very cold. Mm-hmm. Like, uncommonly there was, cold. Uh, there was like a cold front coming through Europe that... Mm, Our leader said it was almost like once every 20 years they get a cold front like that. And so 
we came at a very not good time. Um, but whenever we went to Amsterdam, it snowed a ton the day that we had our full day there. And it was really cool. And Amsterdam, is it usually that? Was it very cold for Amsterdam as well? Mm-hmm. It, yeah. Okay. It was really cold. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. If you've heard me talk at all over the last few years, you know that I went through a season where I had very severe seasonal allergies and it took me a while to figure out what was triggering it and it was debilitating. If you've ever suffered from this, I actually had my polyps got really swollen in my nose and then I got chronic rhinitis so I could not smell out of my nose. And not only that, but I would have these really awful headaches, the kind that just kept me from being able to enjoy my life. And I started going to an ENT, and one of the things that he recommended was Claritin D. And so for a time period, I took Claritin, and it was such a help to me. Luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. It works so well. I am a living testament to how well it works. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. So if you've ever suffered from seasonal allergies, if you can relate to kind of some of the things that I have experienced and you want some relief... I highly recommend checking out Claritin D. Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. This episode is sponsored by ByHeart, and I feel like I need to preface what I'm going to say with this. I'm a huge advocate of breastfeeding. Anyone who knows me well knows that nursing is something I believe in, and all five of our biological children were breastfed until they were 19 to 23 months old. However, we also have fostered and adopted, and I've been so grateful for formula companies in those situations. I'm also grateful for formula companies because our last two biological children, I really struggled with my supply and did all the things, spent so much time and effort and just was never able to produce enough for them to be able to gain weight and not be hungry. And so I was so grateful for companies like ByHeart. ByHeart is an infant nutrition company built from the ground up to deliver real innovation on behalf of babies and parents. Their mission is simple, make the best formula in the world. Using the latest in breast milk science, ByHeart created a clinically proven, easy to digest infant formula that's made with organic, grass-fed whole milk, certified clean ingredients, and features a patented protein blend that gets closest to breast milk. They're made with certified clean ingredients. It has no soy, corn syrup, GMOs, or palm oil. Curious about ByHeart? 
Redeem your welcome offer at byheart.com forward slash podcast with code crystal for a limited time. Additional terms and conditions apply. So go to byheart.com forward slash podcast and use crystal to get your welcome offer. Amwar makes getting dressed easy. With a clothing rental membership from Amwar, build the perfect wardrobe with brands that are high quality, unique, and recommended just for you. All you have to do is take a five-minute style quiz and select items from your dynamic, personalized closet. The styles show up at your door in as little as two days. Then when you're ready for new clothes, just swap them out for new-to-use styles. Now, I mentioned on the podcast recently that I have been pregnant or breastfeeding for four and a half years, and that season of my life came to a close recently, and I was like, I forgot I can wear normal clothes again that don't need to be breastfeeding friendly or constantly changing in sizes with a postpartum body. And so now I'm left with trying to figure out, well, what do I wear? What is my style? I can't even remember. And styles have changed so much in the last few years. And so I've been having fun experimenting with different types of clothing. And I love that Amoire has allowed me to try some different styles of jeans and kind of step outside my comfort zone and figure out what I love, what works for my body type, and to not have spent money on things that I was like, "Mm, actually, this doesn't work after I wore it a few times and realized I don't really like it. And so it's been a great opportunity for me to try out some new things and help me to define my personal style. And I also love that the style quiz, the different suggestions that they gave after I took the style quiz, it was right in line with what I would want to wear. And so I have just loved this service and I would love for you to get to try it out and get a great deal. Right now, my listeners can give Amoir a try and get up to 50% off their first month. That's up to $125 off. Just visit amoir.style forward slash crystal. That is amoir.style A-R-M-O-I-R-E dot style slash crystal to get up to 50% off your first month and never worry about what to wear again. Try Amoir today. So shifting to Amsterdam, you were planning to take a train and go to Amsterdam. You had to get up at four in the morning to lug all your luggage. Yeah, a lot of... You to tell the story. Because this is like... The Thursday that we were supposed to go to, we were supposed to take a train from London to Amsterdam. And so that morning that we were supposed to leave, we had a train at six in the morning. And so we were supposed to all wake up at four to be able to catch the train, to take the subway to the train station and go. And so we had to pack up all our bags the night before and lug them through the subway to the train station, take a train to Amsterdam. And so that night before, our leader was having some issues and she said that she had accidentally booked the train tickets to Amsterdam two months later. And so... Oh, so you guys knew this the night before. Yeah, we knew I night didn't before. realize that. I thought you showed up at the train station no, and then figured yeah, it out. She was trying to get there early so that she could get us tickets. And she was staying up late the night before so she could try to get the tickets So too. they still made us wake up at four. And we ended up getting back to the hotel at like one in the morning. So I never went to sleep. I just stayed up all night packing my stuff. You mean the night before? Yeah, the night before. Yes. Because was that when you went to the soccer game? No, no, that was a mousetrap. Yeah, that was mousetrap. Okay. Because we went to get gelato and then she was having issues on the phone. 
And so we wake up. I never wake up, but I like, get ready at four in the morning and we go down and I have to take all my suitcases through the subway, carrying them up and down the stairs. And we get to the, we get to the train station at like five, I'd say. And she comes towards us because she had already gone a little bit earlier to see if she could get tickets. And we thought she had gotten them, but she said, no, but there's a train tonight at six that we can take. So you guys just chill here, get some food. I'll pay for it. And we ate breakfast at the train station and then we went back to the hotel, but we didn't have a room. So everyone slept in the lobby. <laughs> that was funny. We Which were was all, really, that was like the best sleep I got the entire trip. They had, it was really nice that the hotel people let us sleep in there because we did not have rooms, but we slept all on the couches and, and then she wasn't able to get us on that 6 p.m. train. So we flew to Amsterdam that night, but on the way there, we had to take the subway to another train station and take the train station to the <laughs> airport. We didn't go to Heathrow. We, we went to another airport, thankfully, because um, Heathrow would have been super busy. But we took the train, and we got on the train, and the train was kind of busy. And so Kat and a few other people. I'll explain this part. So the train was really busy. It was really full. We couldn't really fit our luggage in there. So we were going to switch cars because the specific car that we were in had a lot of people in it. And so we decided we were going to go out. It was me, two other students, and one of the chaperones. We were going to go out, we were going to switch cars, and then get back into a less busy car so it wouldn't be as crowded. We get out, we start to run uh, to the next train car. We try to push the button on the door, it does not open. The train just starts moving, and it left without us. And so we had to wait 30 minutes for the next train, but we thought it was really funny, the uh, the other chaperone was kind of freaking out, but we were all um, really relaxed because it, we were mostly experienced travelers, and so it wasn't a super big deal. But it was just a really funny story because the train started moving as we were trying to get on. You needed a video of that. Um, yeah. Also, I was realizing I didn't know that that happened as you were trying to get to the airport. So was there any part of you that was like, oh, we're going to miss our plane. No, because it there, was... There it, was a part of me that thought we were going to miss our plane whenever your tickets wouldn't load. We were the only ones who had issues with our tickets, and they just were not loading. So we had to go up to the front desk and get them figured out. And everyone was like, you're not going to get on the... You're not going to get on the flight. But you made it to Amsterdam, and it was still cold there. I think... From what I understand, other than the first night when you got there and you were very, very, very hungry and tired from all of that crazy, you really enjoyed your time in Amsterdam. Is that correct? Oh, yeah. Amsterdam was beautiful. And the second day that we were there, was it the second day? We were only there for two days. Uh, the, the first full day that we were there, it snowed and it was beautiful. It was so pretty. We were walking outside and it was just everything around us was white and it was really pretty because we we didn't expect it to snow that was kind of annoying because the chaperone told us that that was going to be the hottest day that we oh were yeah there. was like it's going to be 55 degrees but it so was you hot. hadn't prepared for it to be that cold as no, in yeah. you weren't we, you we should have worn to... warmer clothes well i had my jacket i had to layer because i didn't bring like 
a really warm jacket. So I was wearing like five layers the entire time. So in Amsterdam, I remember you saying that you thought the food was really good there. The food was good. So you felt like the food in Amsterdam was much better than London. Your experience. Yeah. We went to the pancake house twice. I think that's what it was called. And they give you pancakes. They were basically crepes, but they called them pancakes and they were huge. Were they flat or did they roll them up? Oh, they were flat. So then did they just put normal syrup and butter? No, they had like. It was oh, ice cream, yeah. uh, all sorts of different toppings that they brought to your table, or did you go through a they, line? You, you ordered. It. it was on the pancake. Gotcha. So they would bring them out, and there was just these huge plates, and the pancakes were really big. I, huge. So you got to go to the Anne Frank house, and I know, Catherine, you were really tired, so you didn't get to enjoy it as much. I you was wished that- falling asleep as we were walking, and... Because I was running off of like, because we got one or two hours of sleep the night before. And then the night before, we'd gotten like five hours of sleep. So we were just really sleep deprived. And so I was walking around the Anne Frank house and I was so tired. So I felt bad because I really wanted to appreciate it more. Mm-hmm. And I felt like I couldn't really appreciate its value. But Caitlin, you said you really enjoyed Yeah, I really the enjoyed house. it. And what else did you do in Amsterdam? We did a canal tour, which was cool. How long was that tour? Um, 45 minutes. Oh, it was only 45 minutes. I thought it was longer than that. So then were they taking you to show you specific historical things or was it just you're on a canal tour in Amsterdam? That was cool. It was just a canal tour in Amsterdam. It was really cool in the tour guides were really nice and so and it was covered too right yeah because yeah. it was warm. i was not expecting that because i thought it, otherwise it would have been really cold and we had cheese and cheese mm-hmm. um what else did you do in amsterdam we shopped a lot was that where they had the market or was that in london which market where, did you go to multiple markets yeah okay there were a lot of outdoor markets even though it was to. so cold oh yeah so as you look back on this trip what i'd love to hear from you both of you what were some things you learned or just takeaways overall kind of as you think of the trip as a whole? Patience is important. <laughs> you got to exercise a lot of flexibility. Yes. And we were talking with you on the phone the night that you made it to Amsterdam and just how a trip like this is always going to test you at your core. Like what is your character, your mm-hmm. true character when things are hard, when you're tired, when you're hungry, when you're kind of put in an unexpected position when you have to keep going, when you would just love to lay down and go to sleep or get to your destination. And it's good character building. Yeah. Especially whenever you're having to travel places with 18 people and a lot of them, it's their first time traveling out of the country and they're not great at traveling. So they don't understand a lot of just what's going on. And so that you had to practice a lot of patience with Mm -hmm. for sure. Um, well, and also it's just, it's a stretching experience when it's all this newness. Mm-hmm. I remember the first time I traveled internationally, it was just emotionally exhausting and physically exhausting to just all this newness that you were constantly experiencing that you weren't used to and you didn't have your regular rhythm and routine and all of that. Mm-hmm. What about for you, Catherine? Um, probably just perseverance and patience, learning how to deal with uh things that are not going your way for a little bit like i honestly i really enjoyed 
every part of it, even the parts where we were sleepy and hungry, because I just, I know that we're not really going to get that experience very often. And I think that, especially it being my last week without walls, I think it was kind of a tad emotional because I've been doing that since seventh grade. And so it was my last one. And so I just wanted to really appreciate it, every part of it, even the hard parts, because it was a little hard to keep a good attitude sometimes, but I think it was really valuable. What do you think your favorite part was? Probably Amsterdam. I love the little coffee shops and the getting to go shopping was a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. I love shopping. The bookstores. The bookstore in Oxford was really big and it was really fun. We went to Oxford College. Well, I'm glad that you guys got to have this experience. One of the things that you said, Catherine, when you got home was, you know, you kept telling yourself, I can be patient for a week. Like this is just one week of my life. And there are some things that are hard, that are uncomfortable, that, um, you know, I would change if it were just me. And I think anytime you go with a group of people, even if it's your family, if it's people you know really well, people you don't know at all, anytime you're just kind of rubbing up so closely to people in really difficult stretching situations that it just brings out a lot of things. And so it shows your character. But I think for you to say, you know, I could be patient for a week. And it's a good reminder sometimes when we're in a situation where we have a lot of reasons to be impatient, but to think, you know, you were talking about this is one week of my life and um, this is not forever. And so just, I want to enjoy this week, this day, this moment. And I really appreciate that. And I think you had a much better trip because of that. And I'm so glad that you guys got to go and got to go together. That was really fun for you to get to experience it together. And you came home saying you'd like to travel a lot more together, probably not with 18 people, but definitely back to Amsterdam for sure. We didn't get to experience a ton of it and it was beautiful. Mm. The pictures that you posted, it looked like out of a movie or like a painting or something. It was so weird to think you're right there experiencing this and I'm here not experiencing that. So, so, well, thank you for coming on the podcast today. Thanks for being willing to share about your trip. I know that I actually learned a lot of new things that I didn't know yet. And I am excited. You guys said that you were putting together a slideshow that you're going to show us soon. So I'm excited about that. And looking forward to Caitlin next year, where you're going to go, because Catherine's not going to get to go on a week without walls trip anymore. But I feel like you you went out with a good, this was kind of a really good hurrah last trip. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Thank you for joining us today. For more great resources, please visit crystalpain.com.